ghost invites you to his house for the weekend and dies on you. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews. This is Super Tap Film Club. It's November and I am joined, as always, by Little Hollywood Fletch. Hello. Hello, you alright? Yes, yeah? I'm fine. Fletcher, it's a horrible day outside. Mm-hmm. Mm. Halloween is gone now. That's it. The Halloween fl- is dead to that me. That is dead, gone. No more Halloween. We're in that little bit now, the little bit like the gooch in between Halloween and Christmas. It's more horrible outside, Fletch, but inside we've we've been we've been feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> we've had a weekend away. What are we doing this week on Super Tap Film Club? The weekend at Bernie Lomax film. The weekend at Ber- weekend at Bernie's, you mean? Yes. Weekend at Bernie's because we're feeling some like it hot, some like it cold. Oh, just to warm your cockles a bit. The uplifting reggae music of Andy Summers, not. It was yeah, it was yeah. The be- it was really good. It was. He's the guitar player in the Police. Is he? Yeah. Good. So he's done well. Yeah. He did well, did after you know. He's on the Bernie Lomax film. Yeah. Also, speaking of people who did well, this film was directed by Ted Kotcheff. Who's he? He's a famous director who directed one of our favourite films in real life. Who the devil is this man? Uh, he directed First Blood. The Rambo. Ram- the first Rambo film. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities between this. In terms of quality. In terms of quality, yeah, yeah. Terry Kaiser's back, the old evil doctor from Tammy and the T-Rex. He's Bernie Lomax in this. He's cocaine king of the douchebags, Bernie Lomax. I didn't like that film, either. No, no. Oh, well, come on, let's... Let's just let's push through. Summertime, it's good times. Because some like it hot. <laughs> some like it hot, and it's hot right now. Listen, I know this is like a childhood favourite for a lot of people. Yeah, this is one that me and my sister watched a lot, but... I can't remember a thing of it. I can't remember it. And now I've seen it a lot. I can't remember it. Right, because I didn't watch this as a child. No. This was my first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit mystified as to why it's considered such a such a favourite, such a nostalgic classic. I don't know, yeah. It's one of those things that hasn't aged... It's not like a fine wine, this one, is it? Well, it's not so much that it hasn't aged well. It's just, I don't get it. You don't get it. I don't get what the appeal is. Hijinks meet puppet shenanigans. Is that is that's that is what it's what's going on? It's douche on douche on douche action, but the third douche is a dead douche. He's king of the douches, business douche. He lives in a big castle in the Hamptons. I guess that's quite timely. He's an eighties business douche. Yeah. And it's hot in New York City. We're back in New York City. Are we? Yeah, but we're here in the daytime for once. Oh good. <laughs> yeah. Meet Larry and Richard, young yuppie business types. Yeah, just trying to get them, trying to get a foot on the corporate ladder, mate. That's what they're trying to do. Working weekends, working a Sunday. They're going through the accounts on a Sunday, Fletch, because everybody else is off. One of them wants to be Gordon Gecko. He's dressed like the Wall Street man. The yeah. other one, he's casual. He's down to earth. It's good bands, Fletch. Do you not like these guys? It's the weekend, dressed down. Yeah, well, he's 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 got his mind on the job, mate. He like I said, corporate ladder, Vince McMahon. Think about him. No. Why would you make me think of Vince McMahon? <laughs> oh, come on. When we finish recording this, we're going to watch what they did to Halloween Havoc. Oh, see. You're really the moany one, not me. No. You just hide in it. <laughs> so, yeah, working in the big city, the big smoke, big business. It's so hot today, a guy tries to rob him, and they're like, don't even bother. I can't be bothered with you robbing me today, jabroni. 
That mugger looked like he went to dance school. He probably did. He was probably in um, Electric Boogaloo, I would have thought, something like that. The way he whips his knife out yeah. and like pirouettes around the bridge, I think he, I think he was a dancer. He's very graceful. He's the most graceful mugger I've ever seen. Yeah, he's probably the best thing about the film so far. Working on a Sunday, no air conditioning on a Sunday. The business douches turn it off when they're not there because they're like, we don't care about the Sunday people. We're off drinking Mai Tais or Bahama Mamas and all them nom nom noms. Now these guys, poor schmucks, are on the rooftop in a paddling pool listening to rock jocks who are saying, it's Labour Day weekend and it's a sizzling sizzler out there. It's so sizzling, Fletch, that the roof is melting. It's getting all over the place. (laughs) Also, we pointed out, we noticed this, and this happens a lot in 80s films. Everyone is smoking cigarettes for this film from start to finish. Well, his mate Larry smokes a lot. Yeah, Larry smokes a lot, constantly. Smoking Larry. It reminds me of the Ghostbusters when Ray just smokes all the time. Just all the time, dingle dangle out of his mouth. Yeah. Dingle dangle. And I was I watched Ghostbusters last weekend. Of course it was Halloween. You're gonna. And I thought when they like Winston Zedmore gets that job. You watch Ghostbusters like every weekend. Yeah, well, Winston Zedmore, did he just go, Oh yeah, you've got the job. Here's a packet of cigarettes. Get them down, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they light it off the gun. They go Beep. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. Why didn't we do that instead? We're not doing Ghostbusters. Well, we could, we will do it at one point. No. Uh, we won't have to write a script for that one. We could just do it. We can't do Ghostbusters, Fletch, because what we're going to do... I'm doing my one-man performance of Ghostbusters next Halloween. Oh, my God. Yeah. You are, aren't you? Yeah, so... I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen you sit and watch Ghostbusters and just talk along to it. Yeah. It's your weird autistic savant power... What, that I can recite the whole of Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yeah. It's not something useful, like counting cards or anything. Do you know what? Speaking of cards in Ghostbusters, Mm. I was watching Christine the other night. You know, the guy who Peter Ventman's doing the experiments with at the start of the film with a couple of wavy lines. I didn't know you were going to give me electric shocks. I'll tell you what the effect is. It's pissing me off! Him. He's a bad lad in Christine. He smashes up the car. The devil car! Devil car! The combined forces of Stephen King and John Carpenter. Cool. I keep you up all night. What were we here for? Uh, oh, weekend at Bernie's. Oh. Well, it's all right. It's, it's heavily cocaine-based as well. I would imagine. This one looks like it was written on a come down on a Sunday while you're crying into your gravy and the Formula One's on. We've all been there. I haven't. Yes, you have. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Crying to the Formula One. <laughs> no, I haven't been there. Larry and Richard have found a business discrepancy, Fletch. They've been going through the papers. They're looking at the sheets and going, Oh, look, look at the figures. I can see the figures here. Someone has taken out four life insurance policies. Embezzling money from the company, Fletch. Something's going on. Something weird's going on. Yes, it's weird. There is no print on the printouts. There's yeah. no ink on it. There's no ink on it at all. They're just they're looking at blank sheets of paper. They are. Yeah, well, they're not blank anymore because Larry, he got tar on his hands and it's all over the papers. Okay, so these guys have found that someone is falsely claiming life insurance. Four times for the for the sweet, sweet total of two mil. A cool two mil, Fletch, yeah. That is the catalyst of this That's story. The, I've told you earlier on. Yeah. Corporate ladder, Vince McMahon. The last film we watched was about a killer hand that killed the offspring. Yeah. And Seth Green was there with a bottle in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And now we're doing... And Corporate ladder, mate. Swings and roundabouts. I told you, it's November, it's different. Halloween's dead, so now I've gone and picked a boring film. <laughs> no, I, I didn't, I didn't so realise... So no, I admit it, but I didn't realise it was boring until we watched it. So because this is a boring month, you made us watch a film about insurance fraud. I thought it's a good summertime vibes in the, in the cool, horrible coldness. Oh, rainy drizzle. That's the word that's coming to my head. Drizzle. We should have watched Cool Runnings instead. Oh, God, we can't watch that. It's a Disney film. Oh, yeah. And it's a true story. Yeah, it's uplifting. Yeah, an uplifting true story. Yes. Yeah. About Jamaica's first bobsled team. Yeah, John Candy leading up to victory. John Candy. John Candy, God rest his soul. We've just discovered a $2 million error. We are corporate heroes. We're getting up that ladder, mate. See you at the top. That's why he dresses like Gordon Gecko on a Sunday, mate. Making... Snap the shizzles like that. The next day, they said, right, we're going to go and tell Lomax. Bernie Lomax. He's like the king of the business douches. He really is. He's a fucking douche of a man. While they're on the way in, they bump into Gwen. She's the summer intern, the love interest for Richard. Richard's sweet on Gwen. We'll see how that goes on. Let's see how that pans out for him later on. But anyway, they go see Bernie, king of the business douches. And he's like, lads, it's Monday morning. Why don't you talk to me after we've had some lunch? We do this on a Monday afternoon. Now they go out for lunch. These regular Joes are eating dollar hot dogs. They see Bernie Lomax pull up outside a restaurant with a fine lady come to do some fine dining on a Monday afternoon. He's got it all flexed. He's got babes, boats, a place in the Hamptons, all that. Is that nice, the Hamptons? It looks nice, the Hamptons. I have no idea what it looks like. Well, we just we saw, we just watched a film about it and we can't remember. Can you not remember it? No. Right, you blanked it out already. I really have. Right. Well, he's got all the babes. He's got a beautiful apartment and he's got a house. Right by the beach. Yeah, good times, good times. Richard bungles his way into getting a date with Gwen for Thursday night. But, uh-oh, Richard still lives at home with his mum and dad. Larry lives in a roach-infested, like, shithole of a cupboard, apparently. But, he's, you know, he's happy with that, because at least he's not at home with his mum and dad. He's living in a crime zone. He lives in a zone of, like, you know, roughnessness. I can relate. Yeah. I've been house hunting this weekend. Don't go looking in lawless rough zones and stuff, mate. It's all I can afford, you know. If, if there's anybody out there that's got like a shed going or something that could, Fletch could come and, or a hovel with a spare blanket. Or why don't you join the Patreon and give us some money so that I can not live in squalor. Yeah, that's even better. That's even better. No more spending it on heroin, though, Fletch. I don't do heroin, Malachi. <laughs> Although. You might be tempted. You might, might be tempted. Might be tempted, yeah. If there was some going, I might have a little... Might have a little... A little, snifter. Little, a little... A little taste. Yeah. A little taste. A little sip. Yeah. Take I don't the, know how you take it. Take the edge off. I, I believe you chase the dragon, or you uh, or you shoot it up. You rub it on your chest like Vic's vapor. That's what you do, yeah. You get your mum to heat or either that, or put it in a bowl of water, and you put a towel over your head. Ah, yeah. And you soak it all up. Open your sinuses that way. It's very similar to Olbersoil in that respect. You go menthol, Olbersoil, scag. Bucket of hot scag, mmm, clears you up. Right. You, I often use, if you phone, phone in sick for work, mm-hmm. and you say, oh, I've got a bit of a cold, nine times out of the ten, nine times out of ten, they say, get yourself, you know, get yourself back into bed. Chicken soup, nice cup of tea. Have you tried the uh, bucket of hot scag? Wet towel, bucket of hot scab. Oh, I feel awful. I've just had my head over a bucket of hot scag all day. <laughs> <laughs> it clears your pipes out. 
then he's buying a Maserati on the phone and he's like, yeah, the problem is though, mate, I want it jet black. That was, do they not come jet black or something? I'm assuming car, car people, can you tell us that? What's a Maserati? It's a car, it's a posh car. Oh. It's a Lomax car. Oh. Yeah. It sounded delicious. It sounded delicious? Yeah, it sounded like something with cheese on it. Yeah, don't you're thinking of mozzarella. Ah. No, no. This is a fast car, not a fast cheese. No. No. Mozzarella isn't a fast cheese. Ooh. No, it's a slow... It's a very it's a slow... slow lumbering cheese, if anything, in it. Yes. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. What would a fast... Oh, I'll tell you what would be a fast cheese. What? Spicy Mexican. Mmm. Mm. Ooh. Mexicana. Ooh. Mexicana. Mexicana. With the, little, the lime one as well. Mm. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, a little bit of limey cheese. Ooh. Yeah, Bernie Lomax is... <laughs> He also says on the phone, this red flag number one that this guy's a dodgy cunt, mm. yeah? I'll pay for it strictly cash. Just strictly cash. That's I did what, notice that. Yeah, that's, he's, a bad, he's a bad lad. I didn't like this Bernie geezer immediately. immediately. No, bad lad. As soon as I found out he was a rich bloke, didn't like no, him. No, that's how it works. Yeah. He's like, gentlemen, what have you got for me? And before he gives him a chance to say anything, he's off in the toilets doing a bump. Comes back out with a little coke on his little tash. King of the absolute business douches, this man. He's like the devil incarnate. But with a, with a magic... <laughs> the devil incarnate? The devil incarnate. He's Vince McMahon. He's a Vince McMahon type, isn't he? Stop talking about Vince McMahon. This would be a lot better. Imagine if they were dragging around a dead Vince McMahon. Mind you, I think they've been doing that for a couple of years, haven't they? Oh, topical wrestling jokes! Bam, 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 bam! Weekend at Vince's with uh, Paul at one end and his big-titted daughter on the other. Do you remember when he made Steph get big boobs? Do you remember that? Do you remember when he did an incest storyline with oh, her? Oh, the good old days. What is it with people like him and Donald Trump? They all just want to fuck their daughters. Yeah. What are you on about, Fletch? Next, you'll be telling me that Ric Flair's got issues. He certainly does. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, Marty Jannetty, he's not very rich, is he? <laughs> no, that's all right. That wasn't his daughter. Oh, that, that was fine. <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> Anyway. It's, it wasn't his daughter, so it was okay. Guys, it's okay. She's not my daughter. <laughs> so anyway, they show Bernie Lomax the figures that they haven't got printed. They show Bernie Lomax a load of blank paper and go, oh, listen, we found this in discrepancy here. And he goes, oh, go, no, this is, uh, are you sure this is right? This, this seems poppycock. Go, yes, it's right, Mr. Lomax. And he looks at it and he's like, oh, shit. They're on to, uh, uh, call me Bernie. Bernie, my, my father's name is Mr. Lomax. <laughs> Business douche. Now, Bernie tries to blag it, but Richard knows his numbers and he's like, ah, I'm going to crunch those numbers up for you like cornflakes and spit them in your face, Bernie. Mash, mash, mash. Boom, the truth. And he's like, shit, how do I get out of this? You're right, you're absolutely right. Good work, gentlemen. I hate to say this, Bernie, but I think someone round here, yeah, is trying to defraud the company. Embezzlement and all them shenanigans. And Bernie tells the boys that they've got a bright future ahead. He's like, you've got a bright corporate future. That is your foot, and that's the ladder. Pop it on. By the way, lads, keep this whole embezzlement thing, you know, what's the word? Keep that on your app for me. And they say, yeah, don't worry about it. We won't tell anyone, and we'll even work weekends. Bernie says, yeah, weekend, that's a brilliant idea. It's Labour Day weekend, which for English, that's bank holiday. Bank holiday weekend, isn't it? Is that what it is? That's bank holiday weekend. Oh, yeah. wicked. He's like, bank holiday weekend. I go up to my house, my douche castle, 
down down by the beach, yeah? Why don't you come down there? We'll, we'll talk it over. We'll go over these figures, yeah? We'll have some Bahama Mamas. You boys are going to spend a, a weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> and then... Did the then shenanigans yeah. eventually happen? Eventually. So yeah, they're well pleased, especially little Larry. He's like, the guy loves us. He fucking loves us. We're there. We're going up. Moving on up. Foot in the door. Foot in the door. Finger in the pie. And that's exactly what's been going on. Bernie has got his finger in a pie. And it's a mobster's wife's pie, unfortunately. He goes to see that mobster and he says, I need you to kill these two boys. He says it really loud in a restaurant. And he's like, keep your fucking voice down, like Max. And he says, I don't do that anymore. I'm a, I'm a legitimate businessman now. And he's like, well, maybe you can just like bump them off. Look, make it look like a murder-suicide. He goes, all right, then. I'll do it. The whole time he's doing this, his wife, the lady, footsie with Lomax, foot on Lomax's um, little Bernie down there. She wanted a bit of a weekend at Bernie's, but now he's, he's arranged to go off with these kids and get them murdered. Anyway, Vito, the gangster, when Bernie's gone, he says, I'm not doing it like this, Mr. Hitman. I'm not doing it like this. He's coming to the restaurant shouting about me murdering people. I don't do it anymore, so to prove that, I'm going to have him killed. Yeah. Sorted. Also, he's diddling me wife. He is. Yeah, so get on it. Outside, Bernie's talking to mobster wife and she's calling him Boiny. What? What? We're going to do this weekend, Boiny? And we're going to come to the Hamptons with you, Boiny? I told Vito I would go to my mother's. You sound like Jigsaw. Exactly, that's what she sounds like. <laughs> she sounds like Looney Bin Jim. Looney Bin Jim. Bin Jim. Richard takes Gwen back to his place. They've been out for a date, but he takes them around like crime-infested New York City. It's all really loud. There's like bad lads all over the place. Takes them back to his mum and dad's house, blagging it, making out it's his place. Makes out it's his place. Not only that does he make out it's his place, he tells her, tells Gwen, my parents died in a train crash. And she says, well, that's really, you know, that's bad news. I thought you were safer off in a train than you were in a plane. And he says, yeah, well... A plane crashed into the train, so it's double sad. And they start necking on the sofa. Why is he lying? He's a corporate ladder. That's what you got to do, mate. He's supposed to be the nice one. He is the nice one. But he's lying he's, about he's his parents being dead. That's not fun. I'm not having fun. You're not having fun? No. It's a fun time. Have a pina colada. Have a pina colada. I, I do want a pina colada. Right, go and get some pina coladas. I would love a pina colada right now. Right, where do we get... Do they do them at the co-op? Maybe. Yeah. In a can? Get, I want can. Get a bottle? Yeah. Should we get a bottle of pina colada? Right, yeah. okay, come That's on. That's what we're going to do. So Hang on. Nice. Well, I'll just pause the recording. We'll do it now. There we go. There you go. Gwen's not impressed about him lying, about his parents de- being dead. And there's there's his dad, yeah. lives his life, in his pants. And cheeky bastard's calling him Monroe like he's a butler. And he's like, fuck off, lad. You silly goose. <laughs> you want one of these? You want one of these? You brandishing his fist at him. You'd never believe what our Richards just said to me out there. Called me Monroe, the cheeky bugger. Uh, yeah, he says, told me to lay his suit out on the bed. Told him I'd fucking lay him out. Yeah. Okay. Knock him out, cheeky cunt. Well, that's a proper dad thing to say. T- <laughs> that's a proper dad thing to say as well, isn't it? Well, he was going to beat you up. Well, no. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves Bernie in the Hamptons. He arrives in his little blue coat, in his speedboat, pulls up in his speedboat. He gets out of his speedboat. Everyone's got these little little golf carts. But he ain't got a little golf cart like everybody else, has he? 
He's got a Porsche one. Yeah, he's got a Porsche one. He's got a little red Porsche one. It's good. I liked it. You like that? Well, he drives in his little red Porsche all the way to his big fat douche castle. Where he's meeting disgruntled gardener waits outside. He just tells him to fuck off. He's been sleeping in the garage. Get rid. Paulie, the hitman's on the island, ready to knock off the kids. He phones up Bernie. He's like, Bernie, I'm here. I'm ready to. I'm ready to shoot them kids. And he's like, What? They don't arrive on a boat until later. And you cannot shoot them when I'm anywhere near them. Okay, so just don't, don't worry. But just coming, we'll have a drink or something. We'll have a pina colada. We'll talk it over. He's like, don't worry about it. Come a gangster, because the the gangster don't worry about it. Larry and Richard jump on a boat that's uh, that's actually docking. <laughs> they jump on a boat thinking they're catching it as it's going away. Fletch, Fletch, Fletch. It, but it's not going away. It's, it's Fletch. It's coming back. So they've got on a boat to then just get straight back off it. What a waste of time. Back at the douche castle, Bernie is writing out the note on a typewriter saying, this is the suicide note that I'm going to dump on these dead boys. Hitman turns up and he's like, what? What's going on here? You need to kill these boys. Bernie turns round. Needle. Bosh. Straighten his bomb bomb. Bernie Lomax is dead. Bernie sits down and he plants drugs in his pocket and pops his sunglasses on, dresses up as a vicar, fucks off, fucks off out. Now the boys pass him dressed as a vicar on the way out. He would have absolutely got away with that. He would have done, yeah. He would have. He would have got away with that. He was, that was far too efficient. He's a very efficient hitman. In and out. That was more efficient than me, than I was comfortable with. Why, why? Because it was, he just murdered him and then strolled off. What is this film? I don't, it's, it... Tax fraud, weekend away, man puppet. That's all you need. They get to his impressive 80s pad and it's full of stuff. Like, they've got Liechtenstein artwork on the wall, for example. Expensive pianos all over the place, knocking around. A blonde milf is looking for Bernie, just wanders in. Like some Baywatch person wanders in, because everybody loves Bernie, and he's having a party tonight. They they do this thing there, Fletch. They do this thing there called a floating party, yeah. where you just get a group of fucking assholes wandering from one castle to another. That's what seems to be going on here. Why does everyone like him? Somewhere? I don't know. Well, he only eats caviar and uh, drinks champagne. That's all he's got in the fridge. Caviar. And sh- that is that what rich people eat? Yes. Uh, yes. That is what it rich definitely people is. They find Bertie passed out. They're like, oh, he's passed out. Because all he eats is caviar and, and the champers and obviously the odd bump or two. So, yeah, he probably would pass out because, you know, not looking after himself. Probably got scurvy. Probably got scurvy. <laughs> what is the nutritional value of caviar? I don't know. I've, have you ever had it? Have you, you found the caviar? No, it's fish no. poo. I once watched... Well, Dan ate a whole jar of it once with a spoon on Christmas. I got it in, in like a hamper of loads of like luxury cheeses and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not sure about that." He said, "I'll have it." I thought he meant he was going to take it home. He just had it. He ate it like a yogurt. That's gross. Yeah. So they pick. What would you do if you found somebody passed out? Drag him around. Drag him into the living room because that's what they do. They just think he's. They think he's passed out. They drag him into the living room. And uh, now, Fletch, now the shenanigans begin, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> he just said, I'll make him some coffee and wake him up. Still not click that he's dead. And then they find he's full of, you know, he's, he's got pockets full of drugs that have been planted there. 
Larry says, you need to, he needs to be careful doing all those drugs. One day he's going to wake up dead. <laughs> Ding dong, bingo, reality check. The, the penny has dropped. There it is, dropping. He's dead. They realise he's dead. And they're like, shit, we're totally going to get the blame for this. What, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And just as they're panicking, the house fills up with yuppie douchebag cunts. Like a drunk guy just wanders in. And then within seconds, there's like 100 people in his house. Yeah. And nobody knows he's dead, Fletch. That's the funny thing. Everyone's like chatting him up. There's a guy trying to buy a car off him. <laughs> he's dead! This is such an idiot plot. <sighs> it's party time, Fletch. It's party time. All these people are arseholes and they're all talking to him. No one's noticed he's dead. Not one. And what are you on about stupid plot? It makes... No, it's an idiot plot. Idiot plot. Which means the only way it works is if... You assume every single character is completely and utterly stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah, they are. I enjoy, I did enjoy the uh, gym bros that said, Oh, you super loose, bro. All right. <laughs> and cracked his neck. Yeah, cracked his neck, yeah, because he was loose. You don't just walk up and crack someone's yeah. neck. Richard wants to call the police. But Larry says, hang on a minute. I've got something cooking up in my head here. What if we pretend he's not dead? Right, these people haven't noticed that he's not dead. So I'll just go and sit around over there with him. I'll put my arm over him and I'll move his hands around and nod his head like a big puppet. That'll be it. That, that's fine. Sorted. Then Richard realises that Gwen is at the party. So he's like, no, I don't want to call the police. I want a slice of Glen pie. Gwen pie, not Glen pie. Glen pie. <laughs> <laughs> big slice of Danzig pie. What a big slice of Danzig <laughs> Hot fruity Glen. That's what he wants. He wants Glen Pie. He apologises for the whole situation with his dad in the pants and telling him, telling her that he was dead. That's a red flag, surely. Yeah. When he says there, I will. I promise you now, I will never tell you a lie ever, ever again. That didn't lie. That's a, that failed. Failed. Meanwhile, he's hiding a dead body. Yeah, he's hiding a dead body the whole time. Well, he's, he's doing time. it well, because Larry is sitting next to the corpse, making excuses for it, you know. He's flopping about all over the place. People are starting to notice, so they pick him up. He falls over the coffee table, so they think, oh, oh he's really smashed. So they, he falls out the window. <laughs> he falls out, they chuck the corpse out the window, Fletch. They bundle him out they the window. They bundle him out the window. His dead body. His dead body. Plop. Onto the sand. Always remember, before you go chatting up ladies, make sure your corpse has been chucked out the window. Make sure you're properly disposed of any dead bodies. Any dead bodies, and then you're free to go to a lighthouse. Blind yourself and then fall down the lighthouse. He locked into a lighthouse's light bulb. This isn't fun. It's... It... Right, it is fun, Fletch. It's fun. It's shenanigans. It is... Pina coladas. And the guy from the police... Okay. I'm on board. I'm on board for fun now. After they come out of the lighthouse, they're having a bit of a smooch on the beach. And that, just as we were thinking while we were watching this, where the fuck is Bernie? He washes up on the shore next to, next to them, kissing. And then as the girl turns around, the tide goes out again and takes Bernie away. His but, sodden bloated His sodden bloated like a bit of driftwood just flopping about like business douche seaweed. <laughs> it's funny, Fletch! After the party, everybody else has gone. The original douche that came in, the drunk man with the grey hair, they think he's dead, but he's just passed out. They wake him up, get rid of him, stash the body upstairs, knock at the door. 
It's the fucking drunk mob wife. Yeah. The pie. She wants to know where Boiny is. Where's Boiny? Where's Boiny? Is what she's saying. She thinks he's cheating on her. Yeah. But she's cheating on her husband Vito, the gangster, with Boiny. So who's cheating who here? Huh? They say Birdie's upstairs sleeping off the boozing party that we've just had. He's definitely not dead. Go and have a look at him. She goes upstairs and they're like, right, this is it. Perfect opportunity. She's going to find the dead body. We're off scot-free. That's it. We can just go back. This weekend is getting cut short now. I don't want to stay at Bernie's anymore. Let's go back to New York City. They sat around waiting for 10, 15 minutes and they're like, what is going on? She's not coming down. She comes down. 10, 15 minutes later, happy as Larry. Because you know what she's done? She's had sex with the dead body. <laughs> She had sex with the dead body. And and they said, is everything all right up there? And she said, yeah, it was... It it was better than ever. Honestly, this part of the film made me feel really sad. Yeah, well... There was, like, no music playing, and it was just this woman who had come downstairs having had sex with a dead body and not knowing... As someone who's worked around corpses as well, they they it would smell at that point as well. Well, it's he's bit... probably released his bowels. Yeah. Well, I tell you, who does think it's funny, Fletch? Our two heroes. Yes, yeah. Larry and Richard think it's dead funny that she fucked a dead body. <laughs> oh. No. This isn't. This isn't hijinks. It is hijinks. It is. This is just really sad. Well, no, they're going to get away with it. The next day, Larry... I don't want them to get away with it. Next day, you start the day with Larry's poolside puppetry, yeah? He's got Bernie with with his arm in a waving hoist so that he can wave at the girls as they go past. They're drinking cocktails, playing Monopoly. Is this illegal? Is what illegal? Playing Monopoly with a corpse? Well, yeah. Well, I suppose they've been dragging him around for the night. Well, they didn't kill him. So if you found a dead body, right? Yeah. And you didn't kill him. Right. And you just turned him into a meat puppet for a weekend and then left it. Yeah. Would you get done by the police? (laughs) Probably, yeah. What for? What law are you breaking? Man puppetry? There's no law against man puppetry. I don't know. We'd have to look into it. Maybe it's a legal loophole. That if you just found the body... You can do what you want with it. You don't have to report it. It's like if do you, you, well, it's like you, if you find like uh, an animal at the side of the road, mm-hmm. you're allowed to eat it. Would you be allowed to eat Bernie Lomax? Would you want to eat B- Bernie Lomax? I bet he's, he's, I imagine he's quite a gritty man. Yeah, plus he's full of coke. He's full he? of coke. You'd be up all night, and he don't eat well. Wow, could you imagine having like a slow cooked beef with cocaine in it? No. <laughs> No, because it'd fill you up. That would be horrible. Because everybody... Uh, so I've read, the last thing you want when you're on cocaine is a belly full of beef. So I've read in the manuals. Yeah. In the cocaine manual. Yeah. In the cocaine book. It, came to, it was a pamphlet. It came through. It came through the door. Richard wants to call the cops. And he says, Larry, you just, you're sick. You've turned this man into a puppet. You've stolen his watch. Yeah. This is not on. If the... Like... The legality aside, you are not well... He isn't, is no, he? No. This is actually quite psychotic. Yeah. Funny enough, do you know what other film this man was in? That man was in? Psycho. No, Mannequin. So he's got he's got form for it. Maybe that's how he got the part for this. He was dead good with a mannequin. 
Maybe you can just equate that to a corpse. Because at this point, he's not just, oh, we'll just, we won't tell anyone that he's dead so we can spend the weekend at his way in his big house. Now he's just sat playing with the dead body. Playing Monopoly with it, yeah. That's weird. It's funny, Fletch. That's serial killer weird. Yeah, it's funny. Come on, Fletch. Gwen turns up and Richard tells her that Bernie was... Bernie's Bernie's dead. He was dead when we got here. She's like, dead? What, like your auntie that you told me that you, that was dead? That you, went, you lied to me? And your parents that were dead? And then I saw your dad bold as brass in his little pants there. He says, and I saw Bernie last night walking around. How could he be walking around with used twos if he's dead as a doornail? So that's what you get for lying, Fletch. That is. That is what you get for lying. Catches up on you. Catches up on you. You fucking dirty little rascal. Well, Larry, thinking on his feet, chucks Lomax over, uh, chucks him off the pier again. Bosh! He's going to start getting some bruising now as well, isn't he? Because they're throwing him about quite a bit. Maybe all his blood has congealed by Maybe. now, so it won't yeah. bring up bruises. When they chuck him over the pier, he falls onto the hitman, who's already killed him, and he's like, a ghost! And he kills him, he thinks, again. And then he just leaves him on the beach. The boys inside the house hear the answer phone message, that, uh, the whole shenanigans, that they, they know that they're the ones that were supposed to be getting killed by the hitman. Hang on a minute, it says on this tape that he's not allowed to kill us as long as we're, you know, if we're near Bernie. So what we need to do is be near Bernie at all times. Genius this is, mate. This is, this is genius. They just keep him with him all the time. Dead body. Dead body, yeah. Call the police. Well, we can't call the police. Why? They find the note that uh, Lomax had written, and it turns out that his whole plan was uh, a sex change operation plot. He said, like, this is... I have killed my boyfriend because we're having sex changes and I've nicked all this money. It's a double murder-suicide. Bernie didn't do this. So that's his whole plan. Yeah? Oh, you're right. This has not dated well, no, has it? No, it has not. No. So they could, they do call the cops, Fletch. She calls the cops. She said, I, I, I need to speak to the police. They say, Ed, because we've got one policeman and he's down the beach, but He'll be back in a bit. It's a bloody old lady town. They come up with the flawless plan, and that is Operation Giant Man Puppet. And it goes into Operation Fletch. Operation but, Meat Puppet. Operation Meat Puppet, yeah. But but Bernie's dead, says Richard. He says, yeah, I know that. You know that. But nobody else knows Bernie's dead. So we're going to tie him to us, yeah? And walk around like he's alive. So they go and retrieve Bernie. But they go to retrieve Bernie, but he's not there, Fletch. He's been buried on the beach by a bratty little child who tells him to kiss his ass. Not bothered that he's a dead man, he just buried it like a dog. Yeah, he just found a dead bloke and buried it. Like he <laughs> was a bit of cat poo. Yeah, it's fine. Well, they, they drag him back to the house and they hoover him off. Is everyone in this film psychotic? I don't know, mate. It's funny. It's funny stuff. Who wrote this? I don't know. I mean, we had Rambo Man behind the, the, <laughs> behind the camera and he knows what he's doing. Whoever wrote this is a bit psychotic. Yeah. Because they just thought all this was just funny hijinks. So they take the body back to the uh, back to the uh, the house and they hoover him off. And they hoover off his wig. <laughs> but it's okay. They staple his wig back to his head so people will not, you know, think that there's anything weird going on. They put staples in him. They staple his wig on. Oh, gunshots, Fletch! Bang, 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 bang! But it's just a little kid fucking around with a cap gun. 
He says, I'm going to cut your fucking gums out. He says that to a child. Does I'm, he say yeah. that? He says, I'm going to kill that little kid. Little kid nonplussed by a dead man. And mind you, it's the second time he's seen it. He buried it earlier on. Also, he's got his really realistic looking cap gun. Yeah. That could easily be used for armed robberies. Hitman on a barboat. Sambuca on the rocks. I'm stressed out. I've seen, I'm seeing ghost people. You know. No, Sambuca. On, mm. Sambuca on the rocks? No. Sambuca... Oh, I can almost taste it when I think about it. It's when you've gone too far, isn't it? Don't, yeah. Don't have one of them in the afternoon. If you've had a Sambuca, it's time to go home. Yeah, that's it. It's not worth it. They drag Bernie down to the beach in a little red cart. His head's falling out the back of the cart, hitting every step on the way down. And they chuck him into the middle of the little red Porsche. <laughs> yeah. oh, and they see someone shouting and waving at the house and like shit the killer the killer has come to get us so they drive off let's get out of here and the reggae plays cause some like it hot some like it cold everyone's saying hi Bernie hey Bernie great party last night hey Bernie hi Bernie hey Bernie he's dead he's not he's dead pulling it off Fletch he's dead he's, he's clearly dead he's not clearly dead he's got his hand up his jacket working him He's working him like Fuzzy Bear. He's clearly dead. He's working him like Fuzzy Bear. This is ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. They're driving around, holding his wrist and making him wave at people. Yeah. And people have stood there like, look, three alive men in a tiny little Porsche. But Fletch, if it wasn't any good, why did they make a second one? I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's... it's Well, good, because it's coming up in a few weeks. No. It is. It's a logical progression. It's a logical progression, yeah. Yeah, because well, it goes to voodoo. It does, yeah. Well, everything goes back to voodoo. Look at Maniac Cop. That was voodoo in the end, wasn't it? Don't you dare talk about Maniac Cop in the same conversation as this film. Maniac Cop is a masterpiece. It is, yeah. This film stinks worse than the bloated, rotting corpse Bernie Lomax. <laughs> He's looking good, though. He's not... Chucking him about a bit. The guy following him, by the way, is not the killer. He's the guy who painted the Maserati black. Yeah, he's going, I've got your Maserati! I'm chasing you! As if he would just go, oh, I'll just give him a ring tomorrow. We'll chase him off, anyway. It's because he looks so lifelike, Flex. They were doing such a good job. He, he, wants, he wanted to go party with them. They make it to the ferry. They tie their legs to Bernie's legs, like you do at the sports day at school. Like the uh, three-legged race, but four of them. Yeah, four-legged race, then. Yeah, it is a four-legged race. It is four. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to think about that. Bit. Yeah. The hitman sees him and he's like, what the fuck? A g-g-g-g-ghost? A demoni? And he's does, the kid does devil horns as well. He's Italian. He's Italian, yeah. They walk the corpse to the boat, but they miss the boat. It doesn't matter though, Fletch, because, as you remember earlier on, Benny arrived to this, uh, this, this paradise, this American paradise, in what? A boat. A boat. And every 80s film needs a bit with a boat at the end. I mean, look at all the Police Academy films, and there were seven of them. So how can it be wrong? Do you know what? What? You got me there. Got you there. You really do. They're going to get into Bernie's boat, so they realise, oh, we've not got the keys. They go back to the house to get the keys with with Bernie, drag him all the way back. So, so they've just dragged him all the way past the people that they've dragged him past. I've just realised this. <laughs> they just drag him back and forth loads. Yeah. And that's what they do in the next scene, in the boat anyway. When they get back to the house, uh, Richard smashes two gardeners' heads in and stashes them in the cupboard in the kitchen. 
So now the bodies are now, piling now up. The bodies are piling up, yeah. It's getting a bit shallow grave now, isn't it? I told you. Yeah. They've got a taste for it now. They like it, they want blood. They tie Bernie to the back of the boat and they sail out and everyone's waving, hey Bernie, hey Bernie! Because everybody fucking, they love Bernie. They swerve to avoid someone. Bernie falls out the back of the boat. They don't even notice and they're dragging him along like he's water skiing and everyone's going, good skiing, Bernie! <laughs> and his head fletch, boom! They keep hearing his boom, boom! What is it they're hearing? They're hearing Bernie Lomax's ragdolling corpse get stoved in by the metal boys that are floating behind. Yeah, smack face first like that, like that. God, it'd be a mess, it wouldn't would it? It'd have no teeth, nothing. <laughs> They, they drag him back into the back of the boat, but next thing that happens is they run out of fuel, so they have to swim back to shore. Again, another pointless journey. They're out in that boat for about 10 minutes for no good reason. Yeah, there's this huge <laughs> boat scene, and it just goes on and on. Yeah, and then, yeah, they run out of fuel, and they have to use Bernie as a flotation device. They spend so long on that boat. And then they just go back. They're, They're just trying to get off the island. Yeah. This is basically like yuppie lost. <laughs> They, they use Bernie as a flotation device to swim back to shore. And even then, they get, the people are like, Hi, Bernie! They've just got out of the sea with a man in an anorak. <laughs> I'd love it if they just gave up. Yeah. And they were just, just dragging him it. around by his ankles. <laughs> and everyone's just like, Hey, Bernie! He's got, like, he's got no trousers on and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs are chewing him. <laughs> but yeah, back at the house, the hitman turns up. Shoots Bernie dead, but he's already dead. Uh, Gwen has turned up at this point, now believes the fact that Bernie's dead. The hitman chases them around the house. Bernie's dead body manages to dick kick the hitman as well. He goes down, so he shoots him because you kicked me in the dick, you dead bastard, and starts shooting him. Larry takes this time to wrap him up in cables. He wraps the hitman up in cables and then bops him in the face. Knocks him out, he falls into Bernie, Bernie wraps his arms around him on the floor, rigor mortis sets in, and now he's stuck in the corpse's grip, and they ring the police. Oh, that's nightmarish. Yeah, yeah that's it. And they, the boys and Gwen sit, sitting on the beach going, well, that was, a, that was hijinks and adventure. We fucking got away with that. Whilst they're taking away Bernie's corpse there, putting it in the back of an ambulance, the ambulance is about to go, and then two beach moves come up and go, hey, Mr. Ambulance Man, what's going on here today? And they went, hey, you know Bernie Lomax is dead. And they go, oh my God, poor Bernie Lomax. Falls out the back, rolls down to the beach, flips, <laughs> flips out of it and lands in a heap next to the three heroes. And people are going, oh, hi, Bernie. And they're going, what are they talking about, Bernie? Turn around, there he is, the dead idiot, sat next to him. And they go, oh, <laughs> The three of them run away, Bernie's sat there, the little lad comes over and says, do you mind if I bury you? Bernie falls over, gets buried by the kid, reggae plays, the end. And that's it? That's it, yeah. Bernie gets buried at the beach. Bernie gets buried at the beach, yeah. I'm guessing they didn't come and fetch him. Well, there's the second one. Yeah, because he's been buried at the beach by that kid. (laughs) Is that what happens? He just rises out of the the sand. We'll, We'll watch it. We'll watch it. No. We're going to watch it this afternoon. No. We're watching it. We're going to go and get no. some pina coladas. Stop it. We'll get some more pina coladas, Davis. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll watch the second Stop one. Stop threatening me. Threatening you with Weekend at Birdies? Yes. So, Fletch, how many stars for Weekend at Birdies? Did you enjoy that? Yes, five stars. Five stars. All the stars. Yeah, that's it. Weekend at Birdies, first one in November. 
Yeah, look, put a little bit of heat, a little bit of sunshine into these cold November evenings. There's people that'll be getting up listening to this on the way to work and stuff, and it'll still be dark and cold. And this is like, you remember the Readybeck adverts? That's what this is like. Little warm glow, like a little go, little 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 cocoa for the oh little little guys on the way to work and stuff. Yeah. Audible ready break. Audible ready break. That's it. A little little hug for them. Are we like a morning radio show now? We are now. Yeah. Yes, we are, Fletch. Can we get a zig and zag? We can get a zig and zag if you want. They're probably not doing anything now. They'll probably do it. Oh, the zig and zag. Get the zig and zag to do it. Yeah. So. Thank you for joining us this week, uh, this weekend, <laughs> at, at, uh, at Bernie's. We hope you enjoyed Weekend at Bernie's. This one is available, uh, it's, this one was on YouTube, you watched it on YouTube, but you can buy it if you want to. I recommend it. I recommend it. Next week though, Fletch, don't worry, because we've got a tasty treat next week, a film that we'll, you will like. Really? I don't trust you anymore. David Cronenberg's Scanners. What? We're doing scanners next week. Really? Yeah, we're doing scanners, yeah. Got to mix it up a bit. Don't toy with me. It's a palate cleanser. It is, though. It is a palate cleanser. It is, though. Michael Ironside squashing people's brains with his own brain. Okay. Good stuff. Right, okay. As we say every week, follow us on social medias, Instagram, Twitter, send us a message. Do what you want. (laughs) Do what you want, we're not your boss. Do what you want, really. I will say this. Please like and subscribe the podcast. Force a friend to listen to an episode. Pop on over to Patreon and chuck us a couple of quid if you fancy. One pound. One pound. One pound and then I can get somewhere to live. Yeah, that's it. If we get like eight people, that's eight pounds, that can pay for somewhere to fle- for Fletcher to live. For, for In the region of two months, we need eight pounds for the shed. Please help me find some way to live. So sign up for our Patreon or Fletch is going to be homeless. I'm going to die. He's going to die. It's going to be your fault. He's going to die. And we will see you next week for Scanners. Scanners.